0: The ODI Cricket World Cup. No ad breaks in play on KO Sports. Download now. That's a good shot. We've had a four, now we've had a six. Picked up beautifully by Quentin de Kock. Rubbing salt into the wounds is Quentin de Kock, And he gets 200 in some style. Now yeah. has it gone his stumps it has. Maxwell with the breakthrough again. He has two. dot ball. What a final over from Mitchell Stark. So South Africa, 2 6 3 for 3 after 43, have ended 3 11 for 7. Up in the air, Babuma takes the catch. Pitching in line, impact in line, and wickets hitting. Signal now. Steve Smith cannot believe it. The South Africans are up celebrating. Gone! There's the bounce! And the day and the evening belong to South Africa. They have outbatted, outbowled, and outfielded Australia. That is a comprehensive win.
1: Yeah, it certainly was. And we have got a real rock in the shoe, Socky, because. That means we've lost four straight against the Proteus. Um, South Africa defeat Australia by a comfortable margin. Panels, they would say, in the racing game. 134 runs. World record. Carey got dismissed. He was left out of the team. Mm-hmm. Yep. What they, are your thoughts? They brought in Josh Inglis. So that's a world uh, world record in a World Cup for uh, the amount of runs difference. So 134 that Australia's got thumped by Shug. Look, Australia it, won. The- world record against Australia or... No, a world record loss for us in a World Cup. For so us, the margin. Yes. Um, yeah, look, Australia won the toss. They're playing at luck now. The, the, the square had been relayed, so they're a little bit iffy about the surface. Australia decided to bowl first after winning the toss. They would like to have that decision back again because it certainly looked a lot trickier um, under lights with the new ball on that wicket. It tended to seam around. And I think the South African bowlers. Uh, learn a few lessons from our quicks, particularly at the back end. They went pace off to Dave Warner. Yeah. Lungi Ngidi was exceptional uh, with the new ball. And if you look at the starts of both sides, um, South Africa, two for 160 versus Australia, six for 70. So over there in India, we know we have to take down that new ball. We have to be ultra effective against it. We're losing wickets. Uh, Manus is the only notable batter with a top score of 46, but that was off 74 balls. Uh, outside of that, all the batting group really did struggle against... Uh, the quicks from South Africa that are missing Enric Nortyo, which is probably one of the quickest bowlers in the world. Um, but they are now, as you said, four wins straight. Australia on the ropes. It's not panic stations. Um, however, there's so many uncharacteristic efforts by the Australians. Dropped it's catches. not panic stations. If it's not, not panic stations, you, get, you can get a $6 Uber too there. We're <laughs> we that yeah, close. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, they dropped five catches. So Australia over the last 12 months are completing in the field at point. Four percent in regards to catches, attempts, attempts. legitimate attempts. Yeah, sits. We sit just above Nepal, uh, wow. sitting around tenth. Where should you be, Socky? Well, look. You think of great Australian teams back in the day. You know they would turn half chances into full chances. Um, the Ricky Ponnings, the Matt Haydens, the Mark Walls, these sorts of guys who can turn World Cups just with their fielding efforts. Um, and Australia at the moment, look, a couple of the catches uh, were tough ones, um, and we're at the back end of the innings, but you it's you're looking for silver linings in this group, but what's happening. You, you, it's a great little window. As you said, success leaves clues, but mm. so does mistakes. And when you're looking at fielders and the fielding unit isn't connected and switched on and dialed in, when we're making that many mistakes, it just looks like we're not completely switched on. Now, Rob said before, we look a bit tired. Maybe it's a reason, but it's certainly no excuse. Two games into a world cup. These guys are professionals. We know what this means, particularly trying to win over there in India. Um, spinners for australia you know i've been waxing lyrically in here sugar with you yep. in regards to maybe picking another spinner australia have gone with maxwell and zampa maxwell's done a great job two wickets again uh, bavuma and quinton de cock and zampa Well, very rarely do you see him go back-to-back games without having a, a an effect on the result so look it's not panic stations we're an uber we're an uber right away as yep. you said Sugar. but we've got pakistan coming up who's been playing very very good cricket uh, sorry, Sri Lanka, then Pakistan uh, coming up. So Australia can ill afford to lose another game. I think, you know, that would be it, maybe one more. Um, but I don't expect Australia to continue in the vein that they're going at the moment, which isn't has not been great watching. Uh, they've been poor in every facet, maybe a few silver linings. But as, as, as a team performance goes, a full performance goes, They've certainly been lacking. Um, You know, notable mentions from South Africa, Quinton de Kock, 200s now on the bounce. Their fast bowlers are exceptional. Kagiso Rabada and Maharaj uh, and Shamsi uh, took multiple wickets again. So really outperforming the Aussies in every facet.
0: Hey, last night, something I noticed a couple of times, the bowlers, like you could hear it on the stump mics, just blowing up about the fielding or the field placements, like more so than what you normally hear. Did you hear any of that like
1: what time was this game in particular starts at 7:30 7:30 right. when
0: we are when we are in the field I just noticed like Maxi was just frustrated at how the ball was coming in mm. just the placements I I don't know that was just I was doing stuff but trying to watch as well but I could hear because you can hear what what's going on on the pitch quite mm. well with this mm. broadcast And I was like, they're not happy out in the field. And I know you did mention that, Sock, but that was something, when you said it, it triggered my memory from last night where you're hearing him going, get it in. Like just saying stuff like where you sort of get the vibe that it's not that harmonious.
1: Mm. You know, I I agree. Looking at it, it just doesn't look as succinct and and dialled in, as I was saying earlier, than a, a typical Australian team. These are big matches up front. We've got a tough start. And you really need to be setting the tone early on now so it can help you in the back end. And we've just been off off the eight ball so far. You know, The fielding is a look into the psyche um, and the cricket IQ of these guys. Are they ready? Are they prepared? Does every ball matter? And it's only a small moment. Marcus Stoinis dropping one in the 49th over, but the next ball goes 15 rows back for six. And that's just that's just shuddering for an Australian team out there. When you drop a catch, next ball goes for six, and then you've got to go into your batting innings. You're off to a slow start. You lose Mitch Marsh. The cricket IQ of the South African bowlers were exceptional bowling the ball into the wicket with changes of pace, which we sort of got right at the back end of the innings. Yep. But South Africa started with it. But it just does not look in sync. And those frustrations um, is a little window into what they must be feeling. So we're game two. They look frustrated. They're not keeping their emotions in check. Um, You know, there are warning bells going on. However, however, we lost two games uh, in the previous World Cup when we won in the T20 World Cup. So this is the Australian cricket team. I'm sure they're going to bounce back well. In my opinion, they need a good freshen up. They've got a a reasonable break in between their next game. A couple of days off to freshen, focus up, be forensic about their losses so far, be tough on each other, and then bounce into the next game Uh, full of energy because we know when they're playing their best cricket it is the best in the world Marcus Stoinis his dismissal played out like this
0: now something on that something on that was it thigh pad was it glove okay just run that through please roll it through please ball is very very close to the bat and the glove could we get ultra edge when available please the hand is connected to the top hand, therefore in contact with the bat, and we've got a clear spike. Joel, I'm going to ask you to overturn your original decision to out. Stand by. Yeah,
1: I didn't like him overturning me, but that's fine. Um, so
0: so, so, so
1: the one hand's connected to the bat, the other hand's connected to that hand, and that makes it therefore connected to the bat. Is that right? Correct, if that was the case. Yeah. But Richard Kettleborough, who is... In the top couple of umpires in the world has unfortunately got that one wrong because the side on view sh- clearly showed the Marcus Stoinis' bottom hand was off the bat and yes. wasn't connected to the top hand. Gotcha. So, But on the front on it looked like they were touching. Yep. Um, but you get the privilege of looking at this over and over again. It's a mistake that shouldn't have happened. And when you're on the wrong side of results, yeah, sometimes these happen. Another questionable one was the Steve Smith dismissal. That had Hawkeye clipping the top of leg. You look at the slowdown, yep. slow down frozen picture of that, and the ball has hit him outside leg stump when it hits his pad. It's still got a, a way to go, so I was a bit surprised with that one as well. But again, you know when you're losing, you can ill afford these things to go against you. But for Australia at the moment, it tends to be happening.